to kick it off, mate. Um, thanks for coming on, brother. I really uh, actually admire what you're doing, not just because it's pretty similar to what I'm doing, but you're doing it for a reason that's um, admirable in itself, mate. You're, you're bringing awareness uh, to mental health through your podcast, Break the Chain. Uh, you start doing that, mate. Was there something that triggered you to sort of go, oh, I, I want to help people in this respect, or was it just a gradual thing and, and it sort of just turned into a podcast? Where you, how did you start it off? Um, I guess it came about through a series of tragic events that you would call uh, my life and the lives of, lives of those around me. So um, I, you know, I go all the way back to the start. I got bullied a lot when I was younger. And obviously you don't, you don't think a lot of that as a kid. It's kind of like everybody receives that stuff. Um, but later on, it evolved into the reason why I think that I started to use drugs. Um, so I started using drugs because, not because I wanted to use them necessarily. I was actually quite scared to take drugs. I thought I would die. Okay. My mum had instilled the fear into me that if I did it, I would probably die. Um, so I was actually really scared to do that. But then I, through peer pressure, I started using drugs. Um, and it turned out that I really liked it, you know, and I found yeah. like a community and a sense of belonging through this, through this thing. And I kind of like almost blinked and then 10 years had passed me by and I, I looked backwards and I think, when's the last time I didn't do drugs? Like, like when's the last day I didn't use drugs? And I was yeah. like, shit. And I'm thinking nearly six years. And it was like, I'd start, it's like, that was like a, you know, six years of solid, you know, all day, every day, it took over my life. It was, uh, I, it didn't matter what I was doing. I was on, I was on drugs. Um, and then yeah. the catalyst, I think my first friend took their life when I was around 18 or something. And then, wow. and then when one of my best friends took their life when I was 23, and uh, and at this current moment, seven of my friends have took their own life. So, uh, I'm sorry to hear that as um, well, man. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not know anyone um, personally that, that's had to go through that. But I do definitely know people in my personal sphere um, that still struggle with mental mental um, afflictions themselves. You know, not 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 at that sort of level, um, but still where it affects their day to day life, man. So my heart goes out to you, brother. Yeah, it's really. Um tragic but at the same at the same time it's like it's kind of normal in what, in what term of the word like because we all go through that to some extent you mean or i think on the addiction aspect it's normal that everybody goes through through some sort of addiction i i this this whole thing caused me to sort of like take a step back and like observe the world and really take a good hard look at um trying to find some commonality in what people actually have actually have in common so that trying to find yeah. some way to connect and I look at it and I was like man because there's so much separation caused by um oh he's a he's a cokehead he's a method he's a alky he's stigma stigma yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone's kind of like just being like oh look I, I guess putting putting some other category of person down like pushing them them down to elevate them in some way, making them feel yeah. better about themselves. Um, and then you kind of look as like, oh man, everybody's got one of these things where they know, you know, they have to break break the chain. Everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody has one of these things. And I was looking around, I was like, who's happy? And I was like really paying a lot of attention to who's actually happy. And 
I know when I was a kid, like my parents used to have these friends and they looked like the perfect couple. This is like one example. And I was like, well, they look like they're in love. That looks like what love is. You know, it looks like this romantic thing. Mm. And I got a bit older and they were both having affairs. And yeah, I was like, right. you know, it's utter shit. And everybody, no matter how perfect anything looked, it's like, I can't think of many people who are as examples in this world who I think are doing it right. What, I think it's a natural it? human trait to to have problems, but isn't it? You know, like it's uh, like like you said, we've yeah. all got different afflictions or, or addictions in some sort of sense, whether whether we realise them or not. Um, we're all addicted to something. It's a inherently human trait, but um, I think it definitely comes down to to what you do from that. Because like you said, you you that was a really good way you put it. It's like look at who's happy, you know. Um, and I look back at myself, and at the time when I was um still you know still an addict now, but when I was in the heart of it, I sort of think, oh. I thought I was happy back then, but you look back now and you go, well, it wasn't a happiness. It was more sort of like a, like a numbness, like a blanket over the, the negativity of my life. And that I thought was happiness at the time, but in reality, you know, it wasn't at all. Yeah. Well, what is happiness? Yeah. And how do people define happiness? Because sometimes I say like, there's no, there's just not really any happiness in the, in the material world. I can't. <laughs> See, and I guess when I say that, and some people are like, yeah, there is. Of course there is. You know, I go out and I go down the pub with my mates and I'm happy. And mm. it's like, is, that, is that more enjoyment, though, than, than true? Like, I, I personally think is happiness is fulfillment or, or purpose or something like a greater greater cause that you can dedicate yourself to um, that's going to have a, a measurable effect on others as well rather than just, oh, this makes me feel good at the time, you know? Yeah. I, I, th I agree with you now, but before my happiness was the same. It's like, oh, I'm happy when I, I'm, I'm at this festival on Ket with my mates, having a, having a blast, having a great time. And my mind's yeah. holding this expectation of this, you know, 10 out of 10 experience. I'm like, well, that's happiness. So I, I, I need to be there all the time. So I'm yeah. going to chase that. And this is passion. This is what passion is. Passion is when you're chasing something. And the and passion usually starts out good and gets fast, uh, bad quick. You know, mm. it's like these things, it like, can, it's yeah. like, these, like passion, gen generally, like in the mode of passion from a, a yogic perspective, it, it's like these things where it's just like shiny and glamorous and you do it and it's like, poof, and it's just like, it's like, oh, this is, ooh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, just, right, right. Like, so, so would you consider yeah. like, because I've always thought as passions as something like what we're doing as well. Like I, I'd call, you know, my podcast or, or doing my skits and stuff like that, that's my passion is that the same use of the word in that sense as well because it's a lot more constructive than than just you know pissing up or, or getting on whatever it is you want to get on and just you know having a having a blast per se but um is it, is it still a passion when it's something that's actually uh like fruitful or constructive fruitful the the, the thing that makes the difference is the the reason why you're doing it is like am i doing this self-centeredly in a in a kind of a material consciousness this is about me having this is about me f be uh, feeling good personally i'm doing this thing because it's going to make me have a ego trip because i'm doing this podcast and i'm like oh listen i'm this guy mm. who started this thing and all good for me and you know am i on that buzz or am i on the genuinely i this is my duty and i have to do this for the benefit of others and, yeah and, and i find that it kind of flip i i flip between these two these two different consciousnesses like i'm doing the same action the action looks exactly the same and i find this is a life across the board generally you look at an action and you judge it 
but that action can be within with two different motives you know it's like yeah. is this is am i doing this for me or am i doing this for some kind of greater good and yeah what's the intent what's the intention behind it i suppose and uh, and even with um looking at addiction as well i've sort of had to i've only just recently trying to get myself out of my addiction um or, or just in a sense be more sober and, and, and move away from that um and i sort of look back and i go well you know, I'm I'm a I'm a person where I can have a few beers um, and I'm okay. You know, I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic. However, I do know people that are alcoholics, and in what you're saying there, the the alcohol itself doesn't change. That remains the constant. However, the relationship is is what's changing with it. So it makes me wonder. Well, is is weed something that eventually I can have that healthy relationship with, or is it always going to be something that I'm going to be addicted to? I, I look at I look at it. Um, what what do you want? You know what do you want in life? That's mm. how I kind of uh, look at it because my my life goals have changed considerably. My life goal used to be I want to have fun all the time. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted. That was like I was like a a fun addict. Like I just loved the buzz. I loved being around my friends. I just loved having a really good time. Yeah, and then I realised uh, that that relate. you know that can't be all the time. You can't always be that way. You can always, you know, your how your experience of how your uh, how your your perspective on what's good and bad, you know, that kind of has to change from being if there's if that's fun and that's you know not fun and your expectations up here. If you move it down to here and you're happy here, you know, mm. and you're kind of with equanimity and detached from this happiness and sadness and just and working on that fulfillment instead, you yeah. you can actually achieve that level of fulfillment. Fulfillment, but it's like uh i was saying what is it that you actually want because i think that that's really really important if you want to just be having a good crack with your mates and then you're happy to put up with the consequences of drinking alcohol or doing drugs which are to be honest are uh, you know i've done uh, that's been mo- most of my life it's fucking miserable it's so miserable well it's just like Someone explained it to me. It's like, um, and things where you used to torture people and you put them on a chair and you sit, dunk them under the water. And that's like their life. And then this, these times, these moments when they're down the pub with their mates, it's like they pull them up and they get that breath of air, like, <gasps> and then, back under. And that's yeah. what the, drug, the drugs are. You know, that's your life. You're drowning. Yeah, for sure. But it's a distraction then, isn't it, as well? And I, I found with my personal experience, uh, looking back at it now, sometimes I would use it in the capacity of being a distraction for the negative things that I wasn't dealing with in my life that I should have, you know, actually been going, well, hold on, these are problems rather than, you know, going, oh, if I take this, I forget about it and everything seems all good. Well, it doesn't get rid of the problems, but I think the thing is that you know that people, including myself, for most of my life, were, didn't have the self awareness to know that they had a problem. Mm. Didn't know and didn't want to know. I was uh, much happier, and for a long time, I think that I was reasonably happy, um, just doing loads of drugs, having a party, having loads of fun, and it, uh, honestly, I had so much fun, and I did, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. But then yep. it got to a point where it was like, you're not getting anything out of this anymore. People are committing suicide left, right, and center. That's becoming normal as well. In my world, mm. that's normal. When mm. when someone else kills themselves, I'm not surprised. It's mm. just like, all right, well, that's just another normal occurrence in, in, in this life. And I feel like in 
in this world and looking at the figures of the suicide figures, it's going up and it's like nearly, nearly doubled in four years. So, you know, in the UK, that is uh, not far off, which is tragic. And it's, is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And it does, because, because people are burying this problem with these painkillers of drugs, alcohol, uh, work, sex, porn, gambling, blah, 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 you know, everything that obsession, uh, you know, overthinking within your own mind. Uh, Like there's just anything we can use Mm. as a distraction from this pain instead of addressing yep. it, because we've suppressed it for so long, uh, by the time it comes out, we just don't know how to deal with that because it's just, it, it's got on top of us. And we, you know, I feel like when you don't do any work on yourself for 10 years, in my case, and in some people's, I'm sure it's way more. I feel like when you actually like, right, I'm going to stop doing this now and I'm going to face life. Well, you haven't done any in that meantime. You've just been kind of distracting it. And you come out in that kind of like the same space that you went in almost yeah but kind of like lost in a way more traumatized it's like holy shit i'm kind of like everybody around me's been kind of working towards one thing or another it depends what lens you're looking through on themselves or on their material progress of building an empire of a house and a family or whatever everyone's done these things i'm kind of like oh shit (laughs) Mm. i'm still in this mentality when i left went in when i was 18 i can't i can barely wash my own clothes i can barely cook to myself i can you know, I can't, I can't manage my finances and all this stuff. And it's just like, that was, that was me. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. on, honestly me when I, when I left, I was, to be fair, I was 23 when I first left seven years ago. And when I landed in another country, I was just like, how do I do this? Like, how do I actually function as a, as a human being? And, uh, you know, not even as a human being, but just doing basic things for survival. I didn't have a clue, and I've had to. Uh, I, I think that because I got held behind, in a sense, I, I did have a real uh, drive to actually be like, right, I've got to sort this out fast. And I feel like I'm kind of surpassing where I would have been if I'd not had to think about it. Well, that's the thing as well. The fact that you've gone through it at that early stage in life, I, I see it as a, as a better thing because I do know people that have, you know, got to you know their their forties or even fifties. Uh, and haven't had those moments where they've gone, oh, you know, I feel lost in this world. I'm going to try this outlet of either, like you said, alcohol or drugs or, or whatever it may be, and then fall into that when, you know, they're, they're so much further on in their life um, and possibly, you know, have, I don't know if you've got a, a wife or kids or anything, but, you know, at that age, statistically, you, you're more likely to have those dependents on you. So it's not just going to affect them. It's going to affect their dependents as well, you know, the, the, the people that are depending on them um yeah so in a way I, I i see it with myself that i'm glad what i've gone through like you said there's a lot of lot a lot of good times that i've had um with a, a number of different things but put it perfectly what do i want now you know and and that's dramatically shifted from having fun and and being you know in that sort of you know fanciful headspace to going well yes i can do this for the rest of my life if i really want to but I, I don't want to anymore. I, you know, I'm still young. I'm in my late 20s. I can make something of myself and, and have a greater sense of fulfillment and purpose. But I can't do that if I'm still going back into these old headspaces and, and habits of, of, you know, escapism in itself. I, I, got, I just found that I couldn't escape anymore. I think if you're having, yeah. if you're, if you're having, if you're having loads of fun, uh, you know, it's, it's all good times, um, you know, fair enough. 
you know, probably your time's not ready to change and you're not ready to change yet. Um, mm. which I, you know, it might be that yes. way, but, but at the same time, I'd, I'd recommend considering trying to just do a little bit of, uh, trying to become a little bit conscious of where you're, mm. where you're going, the direction that you're heading in, because yeah. it's only if, if you are doing that, it's only going to spit you out in a really bad way at some point, because exactly. I've not seen any case where someone's come out of it. And the longer you do it for the more conditioned you become to be in a certain way, and you end up That's like right. a really bad addict like I am, where, you know, it's like a daily daily battle in your mind. Yeah. Um, and uh, the sooner you address it, the easier it is, I, I honestly think. And in the case Definitely. of anyone who's got kids, uh, taking, you know, really drastic actions to actually remove, you can't control things, but I think that you can kind of influence them and get in a, a and for me, environment really made a big difference. But it can't, it can't mm. control it. Uh, at the same time, you have to ask people what's the kind of the medicine for the pain that's causing these things in the first place. It's one thing, and I think it's important to do this with everybody around you as well, just kind of like really develop empathy and compassion and really mm. tune into other people's emotions because you have to actually, to, to know what somebody else is thinking, you have to really connect to them and, feel, and feel what they're feeling. And that connection in itself is medicinal. It's you know it's wonderful to actually do that. Mm. And then everyone kind of starts taking the uh, care of everybody else around them, being like and helping and helping each other to develop self awareness in a in a safe and compassionate way, so that you can actually connect, feel good, and actually work on these things and not feel like you're on your own. Because I speak to so many people who've got you know, one thing or another, and they're like, oh, I swear it's just me that feels like this. And it's, oh, God, everybody's, everybody feels like that. And yeah, your things, your things are drug addiction and your things are eating disorder and your things are sex addiction. But man, everybody's suffering from that, from being so out of control. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's awful feeling to be, feeling like you're being taken along for a ride, to feel like you're a slave to yourself. It's just not a lot of fun. Yeah, like like you're not the one steering the ship, hey. Yeah. Where it feels like you have this compulsion to do this thing, um, and it, even though, like you you were saying before as well, it was fun and it's had its fun moments, but it gets to that point where you go, this isn't fun anymore, you know. But I still have to keep doing it. Well, why do I have to keep doing it? Um, and I think it does come back to down to that pain, you know. You you're still trying to escape from something. And as hard as it is to go into that pain and explore that, open those old wounds and, and own what you went through, if you don't do that, you're not going to grow in the sense of either you're still going to try to keep going back to these escape mechanisms or or you just won't be able to deal with it in the sense that you're always going to be trying to distract yourself from it because you haven't fully owned it yet. I have, um, well, my way of dealing with this probably isn't perfect. Um I'm not. I don't think anyone's is. You know, but I don't go personally. I don't go digging around too much in into my past and into my mind because that's a minefield. And generally, I find that you ruminate and you go round and round and you get stuck in like a negative feedback loop, and it, yeah. it eats you alive. I kind of try to stay out of the mind as much as possible. Try to be present now, and I find that what happens is things come up, uh, memories. Uh, I get sold ideas of like what it's like to be on drugs through get triggered by things that I see and doing things come up 
and then learning to breathe through that through that so that mm. you can because the opposite of a dick um oh god the opposite of anxiety and essentially i feel like when i when i get a, a craving all that's happened is i'm getting really anxious my mind's yeah. telling me a picture i've got this awful feeling inside me it's painful i'm like man i need this to go away oh i know how i can get rid of that feeling and it's yeah. like your mind's trying to just be like, go on, just do it, do it, do it. And I yeah, remember, learn. remember when we used to that that used to work, didn't it? Like, yeah, yeah try yeah. it again. And yeah. I'm just like learning to being like, okay, I I know what you're doing right now. You believe this is a good idea, but it's not because if you really think about it and open up that picture, be like, yeah, that's really fun. But then the other 99 percent of the time, shit, it's miserable. Mm. It's it's that's hell. Right. It's hell. One percent great, 99 yeah. percent hell. And then breathing through that and just like really, and then mm -hmm. tuning into the way I feel and being like, okay, I, I acknowledge that I feel really, really bad right now, but that's okay. And then learning, because essentially, if you can tolerate that feeling and understand it as well and understand what, this is why I'm getting it, this is what it's doing and knowing this feeling is going to pass and then just being like, all right, if I can tolerate that, it's good. Mm. And that and that's part of it, and then being mm. like, all right, well, how? Obviously, this obviously there's some pain that's sending me this signal because this is a symptom of me not being okay. It's like, okay, what's wrong? What's actually wrong? And ha and yeah, and how do I feel? What's going to make me feel fulfilled? What's going to make me satisfied? What's actually mm. going to be the solution to these problems? And through things that you've spoke about earlier on as well, compassion, mm. tolerance, patience, uh, humility, and just generally living a life where you're prepared to, in every single moment, do the absolute best you can for mm. the, your, your own body, your own mind, the people around you, your family and, and the world, the greater world as well. And just trying to balance all those things, mm. but like really putting yourself like, empathetically looking at the world through other people's eyes, as well as your own. And that, that, that in itself, I find takes you out of your own mind and all these problems that are happening are within your own mind. Like with yeah. your, your own mind can be absolute hell. It can be like the world. Oh, yeah. It's like, Best friend or worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, cause you way more suffering than any other human being on this planet. And we all spend so much time blaming people for things and hating on other people. And it's like, man, they're not the enemy. Mm. They're not the enemy. You take the enemy to bed with you every night. It lives inside, you know, it lives, it's part of you. Yeah. It's part but of what the stories you're telling yourself, the mindset you have surrounding all these different things. And I think the society and, and day and age we live in as well, it, it's hard to get out of that because culture tries to drum that into you as well you know either either comparing your journey to others like you said everyone's with social media putting this perfect version out there of themselves or through advertising and and you go oh you know everyone's doing these things oh what am i doing am i really kicking goals and then like that that'll just cascade until you go oh you know geez i'm worthless like i can't do any of this sort of stuff pain how how do i not feel worthless let me distract myself with, you know, watch entertainment or like the, you know, substances or whatever's going to get me out of that, that headspace. Um, but like, like I loved what you said, man, cause it, it, that empathy and compassion, if you have it for yourself as well and going, it's okay to feel like, you know, that, that everyone's kicking goals and I'm not, but let's take a step back. Why do I feel like that? 
uh, because I want to do this thing and I haven't done it yet. Well, let's start doing things towards that. And you get that ball rolling instead of the, the negative one. It could be a really positive thing for yourself. And then, like you said, that ripple effect that goes on to others and, and it starts starts that chain as well. It's like Kerwin said, it's like how uh, how to train yourself to do the act, the daily actions that deliver the the long-term goal. And I found mm. that uh, setting long-term goals has given me really bad mental health problems. Okay. I don't know. It's given me the worst anxiety. If I'm actually, because then I'm living, really living in the future. And yep. then that, because I'm quite attached to that thing, whatever it might be. So this is, I started an online business selling products on Amazon in America. And yeah, right. my whole, my whole dream was I'm going to go around the world doing snowboard seasons and I'm just going to work from a laptop and everybody you speak to almost would be like, yeah, that's like heaven. But I, I know it wouldn't be. I know that it would get boring and lonely eventually. And nothing's perfect. Yeah. It'd have its own problems. And because, because all I was thinking about was this, this goal, I was like, man, I really don't want to be a builder anymore. <laughs> you know, I just really do not want to go and do that because it's hard work. And I'll be honest, I'm not cut out for it. I think too yeah. much. I get bored really super easily with anything like that. I need, if I'm because of my consciousness, probably because I'm not thinking about what, how, what good I'm doing for other people. I'm thinking about myself and thinking about how much money I'm getting or thinking about my, my weekend while, while I'm at work. I'm like, Oh, I want to do this this weekend. It's Monday. Oh God. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. kind of like, yeah which is what I think most people feel like on a Monday morning and Leicester. Yeah. And that's another... I used to be the same, man. I used to be the exact same. I was a tradie as well as an electrician and there was no fulfillment in it, man. You know, it, it was a job. I'd, I'd turn up and, yeah, you're getting a paycheck and, and you're always you're living for that Friday, Saturday and, and going out. But, again, that's that distraction from your, your nine to five going, well, then if I'm doing this, I'm, if I do this for the rest of my life, that's at least a third of my life that I'm – pretty much throwing away for a paycheck like there's there's something more here in, in myself that I want to explore um and and to have that vision like you said um for, for me it's sort of like being able to sit back and doing the skits I do and and making an income off that um and it is a vision and it, it's hard because it will like you said it's going to have its own problems as well but I think there'll be problems more in line with my spirit and I'll be better equipped to solve them because I'll have that purpose and drive behind me of going well this is a problem, but I really, really, really want to get here. So I'm going to push past this problem rather than just trying to either mask it or just completely detach from it. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've got a vision and it's like rather lofty. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, ridi it's ridiculous. Um, That's good. And, but, I, and, I, I, think, and I, think... I think it's possible. It's like Tim Ferriss talks about dreamlining and you should do it every now and then and set like the most outrageous 10 year goal, which mm. I, I, I have done mentally in my own head, but I'm so not attached to it. I'm yeah. atta really attached to like tr daily. What am I doing? And then I've got this sort of like one year. This is what I need to do to have done in a year. I'll be super happy to have done with it. And I and I, I, I kind of sell myself short a bit because I know that we're doing this thirty day challenge. Because if people don't know that me and you did a a course recently with Kerwin Ray called Nail It and Scale mm. It, and it was pretty intense, pretty almost military course. One night he made. Yeah made us do like an all-nighter after a 12-hour day to make this ebook and make five mm. videos which was hard uh, it was really oh, intense yeah. so we come out of it and then he set us a challenge where we have to set three priorities that we have to do in 30 days otherwise you've got to eat a can of dog food 
Mm. And as a vegetarian, that's not something that I'm prepared to do. <laughs> Look, so, I'm a carnival <laughs> man, and I, I wouldn't want to either, bro. My yeah. dog doesn't even eat that crap. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, and, and they come out of that. And to be honest, I found it to be not the most pleasant experience. However, I have achieved a lot. But yeah, there's been a bit of anxiety and stress gone with it. And it's mm. not really how I like to work, but I have a lot of also have a lot of work to do on my work ethic and this is why I wasn't a good builder I don't have the best work ethic but because the the why behind why I'm doing what I'm doing is so strong it doesn't really matter how I feel because this this is part of the fulfillment thing and how I'm finding fulfillment is I don't do what I'm doing because it makes me feel good I'm doing what I'm doing because I have to because okay. people, people like it's your life mission like you, it's your duty to you were saying before hey people need people need help um if i you know if i'm having a day where i'm like man i really don't feel like doing this day and the communication side of it gets me because i spend so much time communicating with people uh and i'm still struggling to find that balance but i think i'm doing quite well but i'm still trying to find that balance but like, you can't help everyone you're not going to be able to answer every message that everyone ever sends you you know you're mm. gonna have to figure all that stuff out but then still being like all right, well, I am a servant and like the, the pain comes from me resisting doing it. And as soon as, yeah, I surrend- okay. as soon as I surrender and I'm like, this is what you do. This is who you are, you know, compassionate, tolerant, respectful, all these things like keep practicing it, surrender. Because that, surren- that, that, that resistance is, is like, oh, I don't want to do it. Ugh. And it's like a, such a negative experience. But like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Don't what are the reasons for you for you not wanting to to go into that space? Is it just like a time thing where you're like, I don't have enough time to to do the goals that I've set out for myself and try to respond to every message and, and go down that way as well? Just feeling just feeling a bit tired and a bit stressed, and you know, I get like waves of anxiety come through now and then, and to, the anxiety is directly relatable to how selfish I feel. I find mental okay. health. I find the more. Um, attached I am to things being a certain way the more anxiety I get because I can't control what happens in life uh, yeah. if I feel like I don't want to if I say you know you know when you say like right I'm not going to do anything this afternoon and then something comes up you try and have a day off and then you're like this is yeah. going to be the day this is going to be the most relaxing day of my life I actually had a really funny one um, I was like man this weekend I am going to do nothing that's it like this is going to be the most relaxing weekend ever this is when i was in australia and um mm. i come back from work on friday early early finish as well put my feet up and i just sat there and i was like oh and my mate chris walks in and he's like guess what i was like what he's like you're not gonna like it i was like what and we just because at the time we was building backpacker vans buying vans and turning them into backpacker vans like little campers uh, and stuff. yeah 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 and um He's like, we're buying this uh, minibus thing from uh, uh, High Ace from uh, Sydney. And he was going to fly down and get it. And he's like, yeah, the flights are like, well expensive. Like, how expensive? He's like, can't afford it. I was like, yeah. He's like, what are you telling me, Chris? He's like, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, what are you telling me? And he's looking at me. He's like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, for God's sake. Get I don't, don't. And then got, <laughs> he's just like, we've got to drive to Sydney, haven't we? Uh, and I started a new job on Monday so I had to drive set off at five o'clock got halfway through the town realized I forgot my mobile phone so I had to go back can you imagine in rush hour and I had to go back and I was like yeah drove to Sydney all the way and back in like we stopped at 
in a hostel for like three hours, three hours sleep, and we was just like just drinking coffee and eating mm. croissants. It was awful. It was all Running on fumes. And then getting to work on the Monday, like, oh, it was a really relaxing weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you poor bugger. Oh, it happens. It's, it's like the, the universe throws you a curveball, like, no, it's, it's, it's not what you think, man. But I, I personally, I try to take that time for myself every single day, man. And, and, it's, and it's similar to my goals. Some days I will and some days I won't get to. Um, but I do involve it with the productive side of stuff as well because I know in myself, if, if I'm not – at a good level emotionally and mentally myself, I can't help anyone else because I won't, you, you like if, if I had stuff I wasn't dealing with right now, I wouldn't be able to have this chat with you. Cause in the back of my mind, I'd just be going, Oh yeah, but like, you gotta, you gotta deal with that, man. Like you, you haven't thought about that much. Have you? So I try to set that time aside, even if it's meditating for, for a minute or, or just, you know, taking just a moment to sit and breathe. Like you said, doing that breathing going, okay, you know, I do have a lot to be grateful for or exploring like if a bad feeling comes up, but every single day still always taking that time instead of going, oh, this weekend I'll just I'll just have a day towards it all. I try to do it incrementally instead. Um, and I find personally it, it helps me a lot because I've always know that I've got that time for myself no matter what day of the week it is. Mm, yeah. Um, the type of yoga, I do back to yoga and it's the yoga of devotional service. Okay. Um, part of that, I med- meditate every morning and I chant, ma- uh, do tr- uh, mantras on beads, uh, and it takes me around an hour. And I always make sure I do a little bit of exercise every day. I don't. I used to go mental in the gym and do two-hour sessions. I do about twenty minutes now, just because that yeah. gives me that gives. I know that that's enough. My body doesn't need any more than that. It's brilliant. Makes feel good. That's just that. I find that that twenty minutes, half an hour. That's that pit, that spot where it's like, yeah, I just feel great. I'm ready mm. for the day. I'm not smashed. I'm not tired. I'm not. I'm just like, yeah, I feel great. And I make yeah. sure that I do that every morning. And if you can't do it the first thing in the morning, you know, be flexible. Don't try and be like, this is my time to do that. Be like, no, I try. That's right. Try yeah. and do it. And you know, being super flexible in life and being dynamic is just so valuable to feel, yeah. to to mental health and the way that you feel and not getting angry because anger comes from not being able to control things and not being the way that you are. And mm. fear as well. Fear arises from uh, trying, wanting something to be a certain way. And then if it's not going to go the way that we want it to, that's desirable for us, that might be mm. for someone else. That might be the people around you. And for anything happening to anyone, that kind of actually looks kind of selfless. But in a way, that's actually your relationship with that thing, not going that way. And then we, we have fear from that. And then the anger arises from the fear. And it's all mm. all related to self-centeredness. And then hate comes from that as well because you hate things because this isn't going to – that's not desirable for me, so push it away. Get away from me. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. And it all comes from trying to control things consciously or unconsciously. I want this to go exactly that way. Mm. And, and sometimes it doesn't seem that bad, but if you're not selfish, then you can't be afraid of things. You can't be angry you can't hate things and these things are like i've been i've been binge watching star wars recently and it's yeah. just like i haven't watched it since in so long like i was so young when i watched it i watched it again like oh man that's why this is a big deal because this is like talking about real things this is talking... like the like through the force and that yeah, sort of yeah, thing like, just, yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's some gems in there and, and to do with that um even like it, it relates to buddhism i think because they talk about how desire is the root of all suffering yeah, and that that desire 
I think a lot of people read that and they might go, oh, so I can't want things. Well, no, it's not that you can't want things. Have your goals and work towards some and have your vision. Um, but don't be hung up on the expectation of the outcome of those things. It's the, attach- the attachment that's the problem. It's like, definitely okay, it's like, okay to enjoy this. It's here. And like you said, gratitude. They say that gratitude is the, like a stairway, or like a ladder to the spiritual world. Mm. If you're constantly grateful in every moment or looking looking for that you know you've got that that on that side's uh, gratitude and on that side's feeling you know like you don't have enough at all times if you yeah. live if you live in that half of the chart your life is shit yeah and i you're live always there. I live there. never yeah never, never enough yeah. never enough but if you look at life like i always have an there's always something in my life that and if you look carefully mm. there is always an opportunity or something there that you can be grateful for and i've been i've never been told this over and over again i'd be like stop patronizing me fuck off telling me this and being like really <laughs> angry about it being like oh because i was just so frustrated that you know i was so unfulfilled and so out of control and and sometimes being told that you know so many things i'll have said in this conversation today so many people won't be won't hear because i know that if you told me all of this two years ago, I'd have been like, <laughs> "You've got to yeah, be, you've got to be, it. you've got to be open and ready to start hearing things." And a year ago, if you told me that gratitude thing, I'd have been so frustrated. And it's just you just have to uh, consider it and then start applying it to your life. And slowly, mm. over a long time, you can manipulate your own mind, which you need to do because everything around you has already ni- manipulated you in a bad way. All advertising, right. all people that tell you memes memes are bloody dangerous aren't they memes are, oh, memes, yeah. are, memes are basically the education of like most of the world now most people's knowledge comes from a meme which is so memes. scary especially spiritual knowledge people mm. like what people know about spiritual life comes from a picture that someone posted with some words on it yeah well, those inspirational ones you mean of sort of the, the cliche you know live laugh love is that what you oh there's some crap mean, or there. is it I'm sure it's because I mean, it's, it's I, I a bit of both, a, if, yeah, people if, just aren't if, checking. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I see it is if it's a positive influence on someone, then I can't discredit it in some way. If if it builds upon something that's going to be constructive for a person, uh, whether that be in the form of a picture with words or, or whatever. But I agree with you in the sense as well, you need to want to hear it because again, you tell me I'm the same one year, five years ago, or even, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if you'd said, you know, Bertie, you're a weed addict, I'd still be like, well, I don't think I am because, you know, I, I do it in this way and then I still do these things and, you know, I, I, I could give up any time I want. I just do it because I like to do it, you know. That old fucking chestnut, I suppose, that every addict has that thought, I think, at, at some point with it, that no, no, I'm no way I could be. These old people are, but I'm different. Um, but, yeah, but get it, you want you want to, like, you have to want to get to, um, through that I think um, and, and see that light at the end of a tunnel and it is it is hard to do you know but gratitude like you said is that I think it's the best place to start with it because even when you're in that space you've got negative stuff you need to deal with sure but if you start from a place with well yes I've you know I am an addict and then I'm in this place right now and it's shit but maybe you've got you know a really good support the people around you are really really good and they're going to help bring you out of that or or you know even beauty in in life itself i mean the ability that we can experience uh, all all of this and and grow and and learn and be a better version of ourselves as time goes on i think in itself that's something to be eternally grateful for man because you know 
we we only think we get one shot at it, um, and and we're blessed enough to to do it in the way that we've been able to do it. With yes, a lot of bad and, and negative aspects, but learning from that, you know, you can't have that growth and that learning without doing those mistakes. So it is something to be to be grateful for. And I think if you start at that level and build your house upon that foundation then, yeah, you, you can never go wrong because you always turn back and go, ah, oh, I know, I might be fucking up, but I've still, I'm still grateful for this. So let's, let's start with that and then work on the bad stuff and, and it'll flourish. Changes your life. Like literally just, just simply doing that changes your entire life. It's mm. kind of that from that, I don't have enough to... It's like a weight lift off and you're sort of just like, wow, like, that, like it's a, fa- like a thank you just... I don't, you know, thank you to the universe or God or whatever you believe in. I personally just, you know, source in the universe, but thanking it for for putting you in this situation. And I know personally in my life, since I've been more like that, I I see it more as well. I see the love in people. I I see, you know, the struggles that they're going through as well and can really connect and empathize with them coming back full circle because you understand you've gone through it yourself um, and and you can sort of not – put it on them but you can you can see that sort of connection that you you both have and that connection with everyone in this world not just your family or the ones you love you know even the people that you you know might cut you off in traffic or or fucking you know shit you up the wall it's like they still have you have that connection with them too um and that's where i'm at trying to to work on that more and realize that because when someone does cut you off your, your automatic response is to go ah you fucking dickhead you know take it personally but um yeah, that exists with everyone, man. It's such a beautiful thing. What's crazy is that um, gratitude and the feeling of, like, I have enough, I am enough, I, I, and these feelings change the intrinsic value of, your, of everything. So, mm. like, some people need to I'm, – I'm bad for this. I feel, I've always felt like I needed to be a millionaire. I'm sure a lot of people have that. But my family have been, mm. like, quite like, really successful in business and stuff. And I was always just like really bad with money, <laughs> like the worst, <laughs> really lazy, didn't want to work. I was just like the opposite. And I was like, man, I am definitely not what my parents want me to be. Like, uh, like you know, I'm sure that they come around now to the, through my character and been like, oh, yeah, not completely fucked this up, which they, they probably <laughs> think for like a long time until I was maybe like not, not that long ago, not that long ago. <laughs> but like if you feel like you have enough, you don't need to be a millionaire because you can earn just like enough and feel the same level of satisfaction that you mm. would if you weren't a million because most people that are so driven to earn a million still don't have enough when they get to a million that's right they want the you, 10 million they want 10 million and yeah. to be honest i i you know having a bit of money is a nice thing you there's so many things in life that you need to pay for and need to do yeah it's, it's like security money is yeah. really you know it's neutral it's it's not good or bad. It depends what you do with it and who you are as a person, and it will amplify that. You know, it has a lot of potential. I think that I think that hoarding uh, and keeping hold of money—that's not good. Um, mm. You know, I think that when I, I personally used to think, if I was a millionaire and I bought a Lamborghini and someone's starving and I was just pissing yeah. pissing money up the wall on Lambos and and crap. And I was a drug addict, and I feel like I wasted a lot of money there as well, but I wasn't in control. And maybe they're not in control as well. So not to completely judge them, but just me as a personal personally, I couldn't not feel guilty for that. 
Mm. So I just had to mm-hmm. kind of be like, well, that lifestyle in itself kind of feels a little bit wrong. The one that I was yeah. thinking, yeah. I, I can agree, man, because it's, it's hard for me as well. I can be a very materialistic person as well. And it's not that I'm driven by money, but like you said, I, I'm the same. I do enjoy it as well, the, the fruits of your, fruits of success and that. Um, but to put it in that respect, you're dead right because there's always someone out there that's going to need it more than I will, you know, and I'm fortunate enough to be born in a country where I have a roof over my head, I have food on my plate and water coming from the tap and they all cost money to a certain extent, but I have also the opportunity if I really want to, to, to go out to, to any sort of job um, and, and get income to provide for those things. Some people out there don't even get that, which you turn around and go, well, what should be priority then? Should it be to further my own success when I'm already at this level Whereas these people can't even afford, you know, water. I think it's uh, the the number of people that in this world don't have access to clean water is some astronomical amount. I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'll put a little thing of what it is. Um, but that when I read that statistic, it, it shifted my mind to go, hold on, man, that that's such a thing you take for granted. Like, well, just to go to the tap and have clean water and hydrate yourself. Some people don't even have that. Well, let's let's focus on that first, and I, and I think um, I still have that tendency. Like I said, you you want the nice things and and, and material sort of stuff to to better your own self, um, but one is it filling a void inside myself? Am I am I using these things to to make myself feel better or to make other people look at me differently, um, or is it just something that I really want to do? But there's always going to be something better to use it for rather than those luxuries, um, and and that's in the form of helping your your fellow man for sure. For sure. Looks like someone's just come in, mate. You're good. Or? Yeah, yeah. There's a well, my alarm's going off on my phone, which isn't ideal, is it? Sorry, mate. That's all right, bud. Just turn that That's off. All right, mate. No, no, no. There's a yeah. There's a couple of points. I was just writing some notes because there's a couple of points that um, you know, I I've taken into consideration. One was um, around you know helping people and it'd be like so and i've got i've been speaking to people recently about this as well it's like some people get so frustrated um people who are i think genuinely are really good people but they're this anger of like they why is there so much suffering in the world and and then it's like all right Mm -hmm. i want i need to fix all these problems because i i feel terrible for these people it's like i need to sort this out and it's like Mm -hmm. you, you can't do that and you can't fix the world can't fix it it's you know kind of it's broken and <laughs> is it broken mm. or is it perfect it's, it's that, in, that, i don't imp- know imperfect i'd say it's perfectly imperfect you know and the only way i've reconciled that is to be like what is it that i feel the most compelled to do what is it that life has given me the experience where i can actually make a difference in other people's lives and mm-hmm. for me it was addiction and suicide because they're the things that i've been affected by it's yep. like all right well it's pretty obvious that that is the area where you have the experience to make a difference and do it. And, mm, that and what might, a beautiful, yeah, sorry, man. You... That might be for some people, it might be going to Africa and, and putting in water lines and getting people fresh water. Uh, for some people, it might be, I don't know, opening a cafe and being really nice to the people who, everyone who comes in and, you mm. know, just giving that kindness and compassion in conversations while they're on a checkout in yeah. a supermarket. And yeah, everybody, has to, that has to be a function for every single role and position in this world. And not everybody's uh, fate is to go out and do that grandiose thing, which I suffer with. Mm. I feel like I've got to do something grand. I feel like I'm kind of 
you know, my, I'm programmed to, to do that. And that maybe I am, maybe yeah. I'm not. I, and the more that's something I shouldn't try and control and just uh, let unfold. But ev- everybody has their own thing. Everybody, everybody has that. Mm. Quite often we judge ourselves like, oh, I'm not good enough for this and I'm not good enough for that. But I really believe that everybody has something special that they can offer. Yeah, purpose or, or some sort of natural trait or talent. And it does come back to what they enjoy doing as well. I mean, if you're naturally good with numbers, but you hate, you know, doing accountancy work, then it, that it's not for you, man, you know, just because you're talented at something. But coming back to that that life purpose and saying, well, what do, what do I want to do? What change do I want to make in this world? And like you said, you can do that with just by having conversations with people in, in your day-to-day life and, and trying to sort of help them with what you've been through and, and empathize with what they're going through. You can do it in the sense that how you're doing it, man, and, and breaking the chain, getting word out there about the stigma surrounding mental health. Um, I like to even think that I'm doing it through my skits because it's making people laugh, man. I love seeing the reaction of people, you know, bringing humor into people's life and, and, and seeing that. That lights me up. So oh, that great. drives me. Yeah, exactly right. But everyone, like you said, everyone's got that that drive to, in some way, bring that light inside themselves out, and then it brings the light in others out as well. Because they not only enjoy what you're doing, they see you doing it, and they go, "Oh, wow, he's doing this thing that he really loves. What is it that I love? You know, can I do that as well?" And then they start making steps on their own journey towards their own purpose. Um, and it's yeah, it's just like a domino effect, man. It's it's interesting because. It's like I think it's really important that that what is it what is enjoyment um is it does it does, nothing's nothing's good all the time is it it's just mm. not um I find you know you know when you're doing the right thing when it kind of like makes you feel whole inside uh you know it has a lasting sense of fulfillment it stops you wanting to chase more yeah and that's why i found when you're doing the right thing it's like yes this is this is the right thing and sometimes that might be doing something really really undesirable but you are mm-hmm. you're, you're the one who has the skills to do that thing and doing that thing makes a really significant impact to a lot of people and you need to do this thing that you don't want to do because it's the right thing to do um mm. you know we can't just always be chasing that next thing that makes us happy mm, mm. And, and and enjoying i think a big part of it as well enjoying enjoying the process of it too if if you're always focused on that end thing rather than going well i enjoy the process of actually getting to that to that position then that in itself is is a really good indicator um and undesirability i mean again you know if what what you're doing someone might find undesirable whereas in yourself as long as you're finding it desirable then i'd argue that's all that really matters you know and again that's that's bias and perspective and stuff as well um but if you take that time to sit with yourself and ask yourself these questions and be completely open and honest with yourself too because if you say no this is definitely what i want to do well are you are you kidding yourself though is it is it really you know um why as well the why behind it and you know the the why I think is the most important question, the how will follow if your why is strong enough. You know, you'll always find a way to get what you want to get done if you've got a really good purpose and reason behind it. I think that want isn't always the best word. I think that need needs more important. It's like, does this need to be done? Do I have a skill set that, that can enable this to make a difference to a greater good? And if the mm. answer is yes, 
go go for it. If yeah, if, if, you, why not? if you really hate it, you know, sometimes it still has to be done. Or maybe, yeah. maybe it is the wrong thing. I mean, that's completely down to your own internal journey, uh, and you need to go deep within yourself to kind of figure that out. But I find that you know, just surrendering to whatever's going on and trusting that if you can put this faith in God or the universe or source or something higher mm-hmm. than yourself, be like, actually, I am being guided in the direction, and this is going to be all right. If you can do that, great. If you can't, life's tough. It can be, yeah. But I feel like even even in the tough moments, if it's like still looking back now, what you've been through and even what I've been through to an extent, it, it still had to happen to get us to where we are today. So in that sort of sense, even through those tough times, you're still in harmony with the universe. You're still, it's because it's putting you on this journey to go, well, you're going to have to walk through the mud, mate, but you're going to come out, you know, and there's a shower there, you clean yourself up and then you, you go off, you know, up the stairs, you're on the, on the next level sort of thing. You've gone through that to get to this next place. Um, and that's always existing through, through the good or through the bad. Again, perspective, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. There's a really good, um, tale about the you know the farmers out in the paddock um and you know he's, he's young fellas out there rearing all the horses and one escapes so he goes to dinner that night like the town dinner and he tells everyone they go oh that's so sad to hear and he goes oh well is it you know the next minute you know the next day there the horse comes back and he brings this wild horse with him so he's got an extra horse in the, in the stables and he same thing goes to dinner and he says oh you extra horse and they go oh good stuff mate and he goes that's really good and he goes oh well you know is it and the next day, right, his young fellow's out there again rearing this new wild horse and then the horse bucks up and, and breaks his leg. Same thing at dinner that night, goes in, oh, his son broke his leg, this and that. Oh, it's so sad to hear, it's so bad. Oh, well, is it? And then the next day, the army comes around, knocks on the door, conscription, we're going to take your son. Oh, he's got a broken leg. Oh, we can't take him. Same thing goes to dinner that night. Oh, it's so good. And he just still keeps turning around. Well, is it good? Is it bad? We don't really know that. Uh, what what's in store for us? You know, we could be going something through something right now that's going to prepare us in the future. But we we don't have that ability to perceive that living in this dimension. But something out there potentially could. And like you said, man, falling into that, um, you know, just just trusting it and and letting that wash over you and submitting to it in a certain way, it can it can really help with the journey because you're not you're not trying to resist the current. You're just going, okay, let the water take me, and I still want to try guide myself down the river. But I'm not going to try swim upstream because I'm just going to tuck myself out and it'll be worthless. Life is life is a balance between completely surrendering to what will be, and still trying your absolute hardest to do your best in every moment. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. You can't do any more. Hundred percent. You just can't. That's, that's so well put, man. That's, yeah. I couldn't have put it better myself, eh? And it's that duality that exists with so many things. You know, yin yang, life, death, light, dark. It's that that balance of okay. There's so many things I can't control. But because of that, there's so many things that I can control. So let's control the stuff we can and and let what will be will be. Um, and if you can do that, geez, there's, there's no limit to what you can really do. It's just what you want to do, you know, from that point on. What, where do I want to be then? What do I want to control? From what I understand, the only thing that you can control is your desire. Everything else mm-hmm. is a consequence of what you choose within your own heart. If you choose to be self-centered, if you choose to be the central enjoyer of this world, you're going to suffer miserably. Because bear in mind, mm-hmm. there's seven something billion people all mostly trying to be the central enjoyer of this place, trying to yeah. trying to reap out of this place what as as much as they can. They're in it for all they can get to get yeah. the, get the best sensual experience they physically can. And there's 
everybody's trying to do that. That's the the way that humans are wired up. Mm. And it, you've got to kind of fight against that. Find yourself, your true self, your spiritual self, and defeat the false ego, the false idea of who you are, which is persuading you and using your mind to send you influences and trying to basically make you have but where you actually get to have the uh, the experience i'm the center of everything rather than this this illusion of i'm uh the center of it instead of what i would understand to be the factual experience is like i'm actually a, we're all actually the same part of the same energy as souls mm. we're all part mm. part of the same thing but like it allows us to be like oh, i'm the center of everything which is like in a way, it's kind of like, you know, nice that we're allowed to have that experience and be like, all right, well, I'm going to try and be the center. And then the more you try and be the center of everything, you're like, oh, this doesn't work, does it? Like, yeah. how, many, how many you go down like every single avenue of trying to take control of it, trying to be the boss, mm. trying to be the best, trying to be. And you realize mm. you can't be the best. You can't be the boss. You can't be the biggest. You can't be the strongest. And you can try, but eventually you're going to get dominated, and every everyone else is trying to do the same thing, and it's miserable. Mm. It's ab- it, it, absolutely yeah, miserable. for sure. It, it definitely, definitely can be. I, I, I would argue that um, it's more our thoughts and our actions that we can ch- that we can choose, and everything else is is out of our control. You know, in, in terms of the outcome, even desires to an extent that I suppose that comes down to your thoughts, you know, what you are thinking about and then you're acting on those desires is definitely something we can control. Um, But, you know, if, if I'm, I might be more genetically disposed to, to being addicted to something than, than the the person next to me, or it might just be what I was influenced by growing up that that's led me, you know, if I had hypothetically had a, a parents that were alcoholics that could push me in a direction or either direction of being, oh, I would never do that, or this is what mum and dad did, this is what's normal, you know. Um, but definitely thought, thoughts and actions, man, you know, we, we can control our mindset, we can control how we think about things and perceive the world, um, where we start from and, and where, the, where those thought patterns go, and then how we act, like what we bring into the world based upon those thoughts as well. This is two things that we can definitely, definitely control. I think we can influence them. I don't think we can control them. And as a as a recovering drug addict, I can tell you that I could not control my actions and I could not control mm. my thoughts. And the only mm. thing that's made them more friendly, my thoughts specifically more friendly, rather than only thinking about drugs all day every day for six years, which I did after I got away from England and still thought yeah. about it all day every day, was to actually uh, stop trying to be happy, give that up, forget about that. That's miserable. Because then you try and be the happiest all the time, and that's an expectation. It's an impossible expectation. No one's happy all the time. Mm. Mm. You know, you can't like that. That experience of like, oh, the best ever. Forget it. That's just a tiny little fraction of what life is. Life's going to yeah. go up and down, and you have to detach from that and and allow it. Surrender. Let life go up and down, and be like, even when it's shit, be like, oh, that's all right. Things aren't that good now. That's all right though. We'll just keep going because it's going to go up again. Mm. Mm. Um. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I, I've experienced that the only way, the only thing I could actually do to feel uh, to actually combat my addiction was to start helping other people and serving devotionally, not just not just helping other people, but serving and practicing to the point where it's devotional. What that means with love, that means yeah. give, that means giving without expectation, and 
that's the only thing that's had in, uh, really had a massive influence on my thoughts and my actions because when my desire was to do good, to help others, my thoughts and actions ma married up with that. Yeah. And if I yeah. didn't do that, my because if, if you if you don't do that and your desire your desires to be the enjoyer, the desires to be happy, then your thoughts and actions are influenced by that desire to be happy. And it's like, oh, have a line of that. Have a shot. Yeah. Or stare yeah. at that. How, how or, I'm going to feel you know, from doing it. Yeah. And, and then, and then sure. you're, you're, yeah, it just gets taken over by this self-centeredness. Mm -hmm. Do you is, have that? I was going to say, do you, you do you have that devotion and and love for yourself but as well because it's all well and good to turn that outward and go okay i want to help all these people it's very admirable it's a very noble cause but i feel like sometimes that can also be a, an escape mechanism in itself for some people because if if i'm focusing on everyone else's problems i don't have to deal with my own ones so do you do you have that devotion and love for yourself as well man because you, you need that too i feel it comes from uh, as a symptom of of taking this internal journey to figure out who you are. Um, what is, what is self-love? I would understand from my spiritual education from some really, really wonderful personalities have explained this to me. Love is the relationship which happens between two things, that mm -hmm. connection. Now, if you're loving yourself, how, how, how is that happening? How can you love How can there be like a, a loving relationship between that would imply that you're two things. Mm. Well, the way I... That, I see, I see, but we do, I suppose we have traits or, or tendencies. We, we have thoughts and actions and desires, and it's not necessarily loving them if they're detrimental, um, but it is like accepting and forgiveness of those maybe natural traits, we call them, and you still, I believe you still have that choice to, to move away from them in the moment and go, well, right now I, I can succumb to this or I can keep on my path and breathe through it and that. Um, but self-love to me would be the same connection as when you love someone else, but not necessarily for the ego because that's a bit of a sort of, you know, taboo word when it's, it's thrown around as, as a bad thing, but self-love in the terms of your own spirit, your your own um, strengths and weaknesses, you know, um, all, all the things that surround you as a person that you could love someone else for, loving you directing that energy towards yourself as well the way, the way i understand it is it's like you don't what you need to do is you need to find out who you are because what who we are now if someone if someone asked you who are you what would you say uh i suppose i'd start with my name i guess if it's a so um, if, i'm 30 or you know what yeah what's a nickname but i refer to myself as it because it's just I suppose on on the surface, that's where my mind goes straight away. Um, and it is a it is a deep question because a lot of people would probably go, oh, <clears throat> you know, my name's Jade. I'm 26. I'm an electrician, and I I do this, and I live in this place, and all these things like your identity. I suppose, however, more as as my journey continues on, I'm more likely to talk about the the connection that I have through love with everything else and go, well, yes, my name is Birdie. That's a label I've, I've been given by most people in my life. However, it's more a question, what am I about? What, what, what's my purpose? What, what do I bring into this world? And all those things that we're sort of talking about, I consider that more me intrinsically than 
anything else, you know, be it labels or clothes I wear or what car I drive or, or anything sort of, you know, that, that material sort of stuff. Mm. I guess what you've got to do is you've got to start stripping away the things that you're not because if you take away your name, you still exist. And if you mm. take away uh, your activities, that you still exist. And if you take That's away true. every single thing that you have, call yourself anything, you still exist. And through what, I, through what I've been educated and I've started to experience myself, if you take away the body, you still exist. Mm. Mm. Because yeah, when you, med- when you meditate, I suppose, and it, it gets you to that, like you, it's hard to explain, I suppose, but you, you know being a yogi and that where you get to that point in meditation where the body, it still exists, exists, but it, you don't feel it in a certain way. Hey, you, could, know, you know that you're that awareness and you can experience mm. yourself as awareness. And you know that you're not the body. And it doesn't take that long to, to come to that realization. If you really meditate upon that, and you really do that a lot. And I've had out-of-body experiences on drugs. I've looked down on myself from above myself on drugs. Me and my friend had a shitload of drugs. I was out of it for like half an hour. And I was like look, looking down on both of us. And then it's really weird. All of a sudden, we snapped out of it. And boom, and we are both just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and I could yeah, see us. Yeah. I could see us. I wasn't in my body anymore. It was really weird. And everything is marrying up with this with this conclusion and i'm experiencing that and then you also through meditation experience that you're not the mind because you can detach from your thoughts and you can Mm -hmm. see them things going by you can see this crazy these crazy thoughts that you're being given and you're like what use is that thought like why what is that Mm -hmm. doing there and these things Mm -hmm. and you can see these thoughts going past like a river and that's what meditation is is to transcend all of these things because they're all the mind itself is a material energy as well. It's to transcend these things and just experience yourself detached from these things, being like, that's not who I am. And it's like, all right, well, so what am I? And then been, uh, through what I understand, uh, every, most people would accept the existence of the soul. And it's mm. like, well, what is that? All right, well, that, this, that soul is an energy that's part of this way bigger energy, which I would understand to be what, most people would call God, which is mm. absolutely the totality of everything. And then all mm. these souls that there's lo- like so many souls in this in this ocean, which obviously this this spirit within within the nature of this spirit is uh, compassion, uh, lo- like this and this relationship between experiencing like all these amazing qualities that are within this mm. is actually what love is. And so if you actually strip away this material stuff, which is what I find to make, make you feel bad in the first place, is my if I, if I don't love myself, it's usually something to do with the way that my body looks or this thing or that thing, which is usually something to do with some material thing. So if you go, which is this has been a massive answer, which I, I'm not that well qualified to answer properly. You know, uh, I know people that can give you like the most wonderful answers on this, but it's complicated mm. and it's incredibly technical mm. as well. But it's like if you find your intrinsic worth, you know, there's there's no question of loving it. It's just like I am the quality of of who I really am is the most valuable thing that there possibly is. Yeah, and if you can understand your intrinsic worth as who you really are, not not it related. To anybody else which isn't them that's just their body not in relation to someone else's material body or my own material body or something that some action that i did in the past because that isn't who i am either 
If mm. I if I can understand who I really am, there is just no question of self worth. Wow, that's so well put, but as well, dude, because like you said, everyone's got that in them. So that's when it is. You know, I, I know a lot of people that are a lot further down the journey will talk about having that love for everyone but that that true love and us and i suppose that's a mindset you'd have to to use to get there because you you can you, you strip away everything like to what level can you get back to you cut it down and when it gets to that essence well i have it you have it we all have that and to see that when you first look at someone rather than you know either judging them on their physical appearance or even the thoughts and actions and all these things that tie into the brain um if you just see it as that energy then there's no way you can't not love that as well because it is it is love in a sense that's what that energy is you can't not love anyone Um, else either and you can't judge anyone mm. else because you're Mm. all exactly the same and you're all Mm. incredibly valuable and what and the thing that we're actually finding undesirable isn't who they really are. But that's the whole purpose of this thing. From the Vedas, you understand that the purpose, the highest purpose of human life is to find out who you are. That's it. That's it. Mm. That, that's, that's it. That's the, that's the goal, the highest goal of human life. You know, that's, wow. why, I asked, that's, why, I asked, that's why I asked at the beginning, what, what's your, what do you want? Because if you don't want mm. to know that, and you're still enjoying, and some people are still enjoying this this world for what it is. And if you are, fair enough. If that's what you want, yeah, if that's for what sure. You want. I got to the point where I was like, "There's just I can't find any joy in this place, and yeah. I and I need to find a, an answer because I I can't control myself. I'm a drug addict, and there's a reason why I'm burying myself in this. Everything I've tried hasn't worked. I need to figure out the answers to this." Hmm. Hmm and get yourself out of it mate yeah nah for sure and and for everyone watching as well um break the chain is is the podcast that you do man i'm gonna chuck a little squeezer at the bottom mate, yeah. so they can go uh, um, go go check out your stuff break the chain you podcast. um soon i'll be putting up the website so i'm getting what i'm doing is i'm getting together loads of different people who want to help make the world a better place in one way or another um so it's going to be loads of people sharing content podcasts videos and stuff there's going to be athletes artists uh, and musicians all sharing their work talking about what they do so not just sharing a song but being like this is how i feel this is and mm. actually really going into depth about you know and, and making it very personal uh, so wow. you can connect everyone can connect with each other and my dream is to actually start a center in wales doing uh, doing this as a physical kind of not not rehab but it's almost like rehabilitation but not just for drugs from the material condition <laughs> just, yeah. just just life just being like what we've conditioned to believe is how we can find happiness which i have found to be not absolute shit it's not true that's not how you mm. that's not how you uh, find happiness so educating people how how to actually be happy and fulfilled and yeah which is a yeah, massive, that, which is a massive dream, but I love it, brother. I love it. Keep yeah. chasing it, man, because it's an amazing uh, purpose that you have, bro. And it's 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 enlightened me to an extent today just talking to you about it, man. And I'm sure a lot of other people would be in that same position, mate. So keep doing it, man. Thank um, you and for having me on. Definitely, uh, yeah, definitely getting you back as well, brother. There's um, plenty more to talk about. No, good on you, bro. Cheers, mate.